Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. This is Greg from San Leandro. My question is this. When Jesus Christ was in the, in the wilderness hungry, why would, why would Satan camp Jesus Christ to give him everything when Jesus Christ knew better that Satan knew better that he wouldn't go for it? God bless and have a nice day. Nice day. Thanks, Greg. Great question. Always good to hear from you. Why did Satan do it? Well, first of all, that's his function. That's his job to test everyone. Secondly, it wasn't a sure thing that Christ wouldn't fail. The world waited with bated breath because if Christ failed one time, then the world would remain Satan's kingdom. Christ would have belonged, would have been a part of that system. Christ brought a new system, a new paradigm, and he was the first, and Christ never failed. He's the only man who never failed. All men have failed, especially women. All men have failed, all women. Christ never failed. That's why women loved him so much. Why Why do you think the people like Mary Magdalene and those people, why did they love him so much? Because he wasn't a user. He didn't fail. He didn't resent them. He didn't use them. He never failed. And it's a wonderful thing for the world because now Christ has all power. And one day his kingdom will totally defeat in fact, Satan's kingdom is already defeated, but they're just they're already dead but not lying down. Christ won the victory, the final victory was on the cross. It was the greatest victory in the history of the universe. After all he went through, all the suffering, all the torture, all the humiliation and even death, he conquered it all. And he was victorious. And so, gentlemen, your assignment, if you choose to accept it, is to start failing less and then eventually not fail at all. And your wife and your children will respect you and love you. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Your Place in the Sun. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland. Today's topic is temptation. I began with Greg's great question, and we're going to continue and talk about temptation and how it operates through people, and how it wants to steal your life and take something from you. In fact, take everything from you. It gives you its identity. It gives you a false hope. It gives you lies. It gives you illusions, but it wants to take your life away from you. We're going to be talking about that today. The deepest things of life have to do with faith and doubt about having confidence in ourselves and about being able to function 
without compensating, without hiding, without always altering what we do and what we say to please others or to fit in or to not rock the boat. And to be able to be a free spirit is a wonderful thing. Now, when you were a little child, you were a free spirit. Sure, you wanted to please mommy and daddy, but basically you were free. You wanted to discover and learn and have fun and play. But soon they began to lower the boom upon you, and soon they began to to try to get you to conform to something or other. And before you know it, not only were you conforming, but something of them got inside of you. See, it's one thing to sit quietly in class instead of cutting up. And it's one thing to take the garbage out if your parent asks you to take it out. So, you know, that's one thing. But it's another thing to have your selfhood squashed and to take in something of the one who did it to you. You see, how many kids, see, an overbearing parent can squash you. The overbearing parent can so impress you with their rightness and their goodness and make you feel so much like a nothing. They can squash your spirit and they can take your life. They can take your life breath from you and put something of themselves in you. And by resenting that parent, by being intimidated by that parent, by yielding your life to that parent, on the one hand, and by resenting that parent on the other. Earlier I used the word hate. Let's use the word resentment. Resentment. See, when you resent someone, it's an intimidation. It's a defeat. It's a little, it's a judgment. And it's a turning from your own inner ground toward that on the outside, which has intimidated you and now to which you are subject. And now it can take your life and it puts something of itself in you. Totally overwhelmed, totally bamboozled, totally subject to. You lose yourself. You literally lose yourself and your life to that person. And they become your all in all. And you immerse yourself in them and in their love. And they put themselves in you. And soon you are gone. And all that remains is them. And the day comes when you're an adult, maybe a parent, and you take up the mantle and then you discover that you have become them. You see what I mean? You mustn't let it happen. You must learn to stand back, see what's going on, 
Don't resent them. Don't hate them. See, because a lot of times the resentment is so deep that it's covered by layer upon layer and upon layer of what seems like love, but it's a false love. They destroy, see, they destroyed you and took your life, and you feel guilty for hating them. And then in your guilt, you serve them. And when you serve them, they give you your love and they take away your pain. And they take away, see, and so they become your God. Do you understand that? So you have to see what's happening. Stand back, get mental distance, and you can recover. And the way you recover is by finding your creator. And then you can be in him and in his love, and he will hold back the outside, and you will learn to seal up those little places where you leak life and leak energy to the predator on the outside, and then you become yourself and grow and flower. And when you do, you may see them wilting, and when they wilt, don't feel sorry for them. They live off of other people, that type. They live, they're like parasites on other people. You have to find your own life, live your own life, leave and find your own place in the sun. And then the buck can stop with you. You won't have to pass on the craziness to your family, to your kids. You can be the good parent who allows your children to grow like flowers growing in the sun. The listener call-in line is available 24-7. Call Roland now at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your question, and Roland may answer your question on the air. Lo and behold, the day comes when you're an adult, and you see that you are, you have become just like the one who did something to you, someone who totally intimidated you with her goodness, or they did something to you, and somehow now you have become that person. You become something like the violator, the intimidator, the oppressor, the tyrant, the bully, the one who impresses you so much, well, you become like them. And how do you become like them? It's very simple. You hate them. That's right. You hate them. You hate them for squashing you when you were a little child and you were vulnerable. Look, let me, I wish I could give you a good example. Well, let me just say it in a very, in a straightforward way. When you don't hate When you remain whole and have not been violated in your soul, then you 
remain yourself, and what is to be expressed is what comes to you from within. See, we humans are intuitive. We were meant to flow in an intuitive way by what we know in our, in our heart is right. Our natural talents, our natural abilities, and our truth and our native, our native wisdom we were meant to express those, and when you do, you grow as a, as a human being, and you grow in God's image, the way he made you. And he has a plan, he has some purpose for you, and you are to become that, whatever that is. But when you hate, you are cut off from that. You are cut off from your ground of being. So now do you understand that it's the same thing when you hate somebody? They tempt you to hate. In the garden, the serpent, the devil tempted them to eat of the forbidden food. And when somebody is cruel or mean or haughty, they are tempting you with the forbidden food of hating them. You understand? And when you hate, you're cut off. And then once you're cut off, you can no longer become that which was planned for you. Now all that remains is to become what was what's on the outside that separated you from the inner. So now all you can do is grow to become like what it was that tempted you to hate. You understand? And hate takes a lot of subtle forms. See, not only does the personality of that, of let's say it's a person that did something to you and tempted you to hate them, so not only their personality, but also what they're going to be gets inside. Their destiny gets inside. So what is, what is the bottom line of today's program? The bottom line is you mustn't hate people. You have to see. You know that it's wrong. And when you were a child, you know that it's wrong. But now you may have forgotten. You may have forgotten. And in fact, you have buried your hate underneath lots and lots of compensation. You know, you love everyone. You serve everyone. You do nice things for everyone. You smile at everyone. But underneath, there was a, a hate that permitted something of that other to get inside. And then it torments you from, from within. So these are the kind of things that you have to, have to understand, it, how things get inside. What then protects you from... See, you have to be saved from all of that. You have to be saved from all of it. Who is the one who can save you? Well, it's your Creator and His Son, Christ. Are you interested in the contemplative life? If so, read Roland's book. Contemporary Contemplation with Reflections on Miguel de Molinos. Roland's book includes an introductory treatise and a complete annotated edition of The Spiritual Guide, 
by Miguel de Molinos. To find out more, go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Books. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Rhapsody in Blue by the American composer George Gershwin. Thanks for listening. Christ was given all power. He has power over everything. And he can save you. And then the tempter comes along and tempts you to try. Then you try to make yourself right. See, you try to fix yourself. You try to save yourself. You can't do it. It says all that is not of faith is sin. Remember, it says that in the Bible somewhere. All that is not of faith is sin. So when you're faithless and you don't trust God and you figure you have to save yourself or try to save yourself, but it's also a way of avoiding God. See, it was an initial shock that separated you, but then you might have been able to find your way back to come scurrying back by being sorry and for hating another person and so on and so forth. But if you keep avoiding, so then you avoid God just the way Adam and Eve avoided God and hid. They hid from him. So you avoid God, and it's easy to avoid him by just keeping yourself endlessly busy and endlessly getting involved in all kinds of things, including your problems. So your problems become a distraction. Trying to save yourself becomes a distraction. Everything is a distraction, and everything will keep you from that encounter. So what you need is the, is the anti-shock. You need the anti-trauma. You need, see, just as it was an encounter with some sort of, of violation of some sort that penetrated, now you need the opposite. You need to, to, be, to encounter the truth so that it has an effect on you. And the only truth that will have an effect on you that won't just be another external shock the only thing that is really, 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 really the true anti-shock, it's the truth, and it's the God of truth. And when your soul perceives the truth and realizes it and doesn't try to duck it and doesn't try to run from it and just bears the pain of seeing the, the truth, then you have had an encounter with God and his truth. And don't resent it. And don't try to run from it and just bear it. And don't try to change yourself and don't try to make yourself right. And don't try to excuse or justify or rationalize or do anything. Just bear that truth. Then, and a wonderful thing happens. It begins as a pain, then it becomes regret. And then it becomes sadness, sad about what you see about yourself, how you hated people and so on. And then after that, it becomes peace with your Creator. See, now there is enmity with God because you keep running from Him and ducking Him and trying to escape Him and trying to hide in everything. But, but if you come back to Him, see, with a humble heart and don't try to, don't try to fix yourself,
then, then he'll fix you. He will fix you. He can break off the effects of sin. He can give you back your true identity. He can give you a true purpose in life. It'll all come about, and all it takes is returning with a humble heart to your to your Creator and wait upon Him. Don't try to fix yourself. Don't try to make yourself sorry. Don't try to make anything right. Just go about your business. Do your duty. Go to work or whatever. Wait upon God and wait for Him to repent you, to make Himself known to you, to quietly quietly bring you back to what you knew when you were a little tiny child, what you knew in your heart. Did you know that you can listen to Shedding Shackles anytime on your phone? To listen to Shedding Shackles on your iPhone or Android, call 518-896-1902 or visit our homepage and look for live streaming. Getting Right with Roland. Two minutes of Roland's best. You need to have Christ's nature in you. Right now you don't have your own identity. You have the identity of someone who intimidated you someone who wowed you or impressed you or made you resentful, someone you reacted to is now inside of you. You need to have Christ's nature in you, not other people's nature. Listen to what Christ says here in John 17, his great prayer. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one Father. Just as you are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Remember, Paul said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Well, you have to have the nature of Christ in you. You have to have something of that essence of goodness and sweetness and honor and kindness and something of that in you so that you grow to be an expression. Look, here's another way of putting it. This will make it very clear to you. A beautiful rose a beautiful, beautiful rose, is actually an expression of the sun. The sun shines. 
and the life of the rose revolves around that sun. And somehow the, the sun shines upon the leaves of the rose bush and somehow nourishes it and warms it. And it grows to become a beautiful rose. It's a beautiful expression of the light from the sun. If you become what God intended for you, then you will be a beautiful expression of the sun. Do you understand? The spiritual sun. Christ showed us the way. He became a beautiful expression of the Father. He said, of myself I can do nothing. It is the Father within who doth the works. So you have to become an expression of light, of love. But now what are you an expression of? You're an expression of somebody who got to you, who changed you, who altered you, who put something in you, and whatever you are now is an expression of them, no matter how compensated it is, no matter how clever you look to the world, and no matter how many awards they give you, you're an expression of somebody else and what was in them. And since the beginning of the human race, it has been, it's happened to, you look all around you and everybody has been penetrated Everybody has been changed. Everybody serves another God, another person. Everybody worships other people. You have to find your creator and become an expression of him. And then you will be whole and complete, and you will have peace of mind, and you will be spontaneous, and you will be a beautiful being. And now you are a potential beautiful being. And I want you to be a beautiful being by refining your creator. Begin by not resenting other people and not hating them. They've all been penetrated. They've all been compromised. They've all been changed. Don't hate them or worship them. Don't feel sorry for them either. But don't hate them. Don't resent them. Begin to quietly search the way. Find your Creator, and Christ is there. He shows us the way. Until next time, Lord willing. And the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.